relax a little more. Allow yourself a little more freedom. I don't know what being free feels like. <laughs> There's a lot you don't know, and that can make things a little awkward. You're just like our boss, Big Daddy. Harry said, let's keep climbing the ladder. Let's force the coat of iron. I nodded without saying a word, because the organization, Millennium, yes, it's my whole world now. Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s quit their organization to join another organization and begin a war against a, a mafia group. Talk about anime! Is that what happens when you pick up a prostitute at Home Depot? Mm-hmm. It is. Pretty sure. His papa's got no balls. It's Andy! Accurate. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. R really? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. You were pretty assured about that. I <laughs> Finding dead bodies is a lot easier with him. It's Bill. You know, the uh, police department hires me out to stiff him out. <laughs> and I taste like pig piss from a big fat pig from a big fat organization. <laughs> I'm Josh and makes sense. I, I'm, I work for a, 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 you know, a cable company. A media communication company, if you will. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Blood War is weird. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Yes, he is. <laughs> How are we doing? Well rested. Um, I'm good. At least good. one of us is. <laughs> What's what is rest? I don't I don't know what that is. I'm not fully sure either. I fell asleep on the couch last night and woke up on the couch and fell asleep. I I did I didn't have the energy to go to bed. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's great. Everything is awesome. Yeah. Hey, we're hey. here. Yeah. To talk about an episode called Dispute Season Six. Dispute. It's our review it's our it's our review of Gungrave. Uh we're here with a solo episode mm -hmm. and we're moving into a series of some very fascinating fascinated? Fascinating <laughs> continued content. And uh yeah, today is the first of several episodes of uh a story arc. Yes. That is uh continuous. And I'm very Excited to talk about all these episodes because they're all Bad very shit. good. I think they're I think they're very good. Yeah. I think very no, good. I love this arc. This is this is a great arc. Um, and I'm excited. Bill, are you excited? I'm ecstatic. Okay, <laughs> I can tell. I'm Thank as excited you. as I've ever been. <laughs> hey, speaking of excited, uh -huh. let's talk about things that have excited us that have made our nipples hard, that have given us a raging nerd boner in our nerd news segment. I'll start with something very short. Did you hear that your movie, Josh, is being banned in uh, in China? What? 
I did uh, not hear this. Sorry, explain. Uh, so, so uh, the movie that you've been very hyped about recently, which is the Monster Hunter film, uh, just got pulled from Chinese uh, theaters for future viewings because of a joke in the film uh, that is a racist uh, Asian joke. Uh, it is essentially one of the characters says something about, I don't know, I, I look, watched the, the clip and I can't remember the exact direct quote, but essentially made a joke about like dirty knees and said like Chinese, which is part of like apparently some Chinese, like, Japanese, really, do, yeah. yes. Chinese, look at these. Yes. Yes. Yep. I've never, I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's like really? Chinese, Japanese, yeah. dirty knees, look at these. Yeah. yeah. So the guy makes that joke. So then the Chinese, whatever film companies were like, nope. Uh, so it's lost. So it's now lost its biggest market. Ouch! Uh, that 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 Over does a hurt. Very very stupid rhyme. It really is. I mean, I, yeah. I I can I can get being pissed off about that, and honestly, I can't see why they couldn't just edit it out. Unless, of course, it's quoted during a very pivotal moment in the no, film. No, it was during a really weird moment where, like, they're riding on a vehicle, and like, it looks like literally nothing is happening. So, so okay, it's like, it's a scene with the soldiers, is what you're saying. Which yeah, is, it looks it looks pointless. As which hell, is probably the first fifteen to forty five minutes of the film, anyway. I can't see why the Chinese could not find a way to edit it out and talk to the different film companies because here's the other thing. Toho is part of the production companies. Mm -hmm. That's a Japanese company. And the rhyme is clearly saying Chinese Japanese as well. Yeah. 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 In, so, in the movie, the exchange sees Jin Ayao's character exclaiming, look at my knees followed by the question, what kind of knees are these? To which he replies, Chai knees. Oh, okay. So, so it's not. That makes absolutely no sense. I know it does. I watched the clip and I'm like, all right, this looks really dumb. But yeah, uh, so your 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 lovely film has uh, possibly lost a market. That's not even really so much racist as just sort of stupid. Yeah, yeah bad writing. Sounds like something some uh, bro dude would say in the early 2000s yeah, while popping well, his collar. Collars aren't knees, Josh. <laughs> It just doesn't bode well for the writing of this film, no, I think. No, no. I don't, like I said, I don't even think it's poor taste. I mean, they're not saying anything about the Chinese people. It's just a Chinese guy saying his knees are Chinese. That's just dumb. Yeah, yeah. So that's all my nerd news was. <laughs> that's really stupid. Just a continuing saga of of uh, the adaptation of Monster Hunter into a film. Uh, that's all I have for this week. Josh, Ow. you don't have to keep your head on the Ow. microphone. It's okay. <sighs> maybe this film will be okay. <sighs> that just that just hurts my brain. Yeah, it does when you hate. <laughs> Much like our our earlier conversation that I will not bring up here about things that are causing cognitive dissonance that hurts. <laughs> Bill, you got anything? Not really. No. Okay, Josh. I know you've got something. Go ahead. I've got a couple things here. Um, both in the same realm realm of professional wrestling. Um, did you hear that that um, AEW has partnered with uh, Impact Wrestling and they're kind of going to start kind of jumping between each other a little bit? When you told me about 10 minutes ago, that's about it. I, I vaguely heard about uh, it. I didn't, I didn't really pay a lot of attention, but I, I heard there was somebody that was kind of going back and forth mm -hmm. between shows. Give you the context here. On Wednesday, uh, Kenny Omega took on John Moxley for the World Heavyweight title. At commentary, 
uh, for this particular match was Don Callis of Impact Wrestling. I believe he is an executive uh, vice president. Callis got involved in the match. Callis comes in with a microphone to try to stop Moxley. Moxley decks him. He throws the microphone in the ring, to which Omega grabs it, clocks Moxley in the head, hits him with the one-winged angel finishing move, and then wins the title and runs out the building with Don Callis. Callis and, or, and Omega are stopped. They ask what's going on. Callis goes, you'll find out on Tuesday, to which the interviewer goes, well, Dynamite's on, on Wednesdays, not Tuesdays. And Callis goes, no, on Impact, we'll be there. And they leave. So apparently there's some sort of partnership between All Elite Wrestling and Impact Wrestling. AEW has gone and reached out to other companies. Um, they've, they've done work with uh, NWA, and now they're, they're doing work with Impact. There had been an agreement that they were going to work with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but that fell through. But I, I, I like what I'm seeing here because it gets the feeling that not only is AE, AEW trying to reach out to other companies to help expand the brand, but it's starting to feel a little bit like old territory days. What do you guys think? I think this only helps TNA or Impact, I guess they call it now. I don't think they dropped the TNA, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they dropped the TNA. Um, which is smart. Um, no, I think this is this definitely helps Impact. Uh, I've watched a tiny bit of Impact here and there um, because they broadcast like 24-7 on Twitch, and I follow them on Twitch, so every once in a while, if I just want to have something playing while I'm working on stuff, I'll, I'll watch a few old matches, and they do uh, show um, Impact Wrestling, like their live shows on there as well. Uh, so I can see the most current stuff. So I've watched a little bit of them. I think they've got a decent product. They definitely lean into the absurd absurd side. Like, didn't, didn't they have a guy get shot? Like, literally shot one of their workers? I don't know. But, like, I, I don't know about that. But, you know, the production value is fairly low <laughs> for for it. But it's uh, it's still decent wrestling. And, you know, how do you how do you take on the juggernaut? Well, you, you team up. Right. And right. you, you, you work together to, to see what, you know, how you high tide, what's the, what's the quote? A high tide raises all boats. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Basically. I fucked that up, but like, it's, it's only good for the companies to kind of, you know, occasionally work together. I think showing some solidarity in the face of WWE is a good sign. Uh, being able to bring in these other known companies, you know, it, it gives you the feeling eventually that they may reach out to like ring of honor or PWG, which are other well-known groups as well, or as far as wrestling is concerned, it helps give people an alternative or even find other alternatives when they're so tired of some of the stupid writing that I'm sorry, WWE has some of the worst writing going on, going on right now. I will say that Triple H is paying attention to this. He was, I saw in an article, who was quoted as saying he was willing to work with other uh, organizations in some capacity. So I'm, I'm thinking that's things like Ring of Honor and things. Maybe not to quite the extent to which AEW is reaching out on a television basis, like show to show. But like, um, I definitely think there's there's uh, there's something to be said there. Um, WWE's writing is not completely terrible, but it has definitely taken a hit over the years. There are a few glimmering hopes of things going on right now over there, like... Uh, Roman Reigns, from what I've watched and seen, the is like the, the gimmick is literally like the greatest character WWE has done in like forever. I haven't watched WWE's product, but I am intrigued with the Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt themed yeah, story yeah. that they're trying to craft. I think that I think one pairing the two is an excellent idea, mm -hmm. and if they can write it well, which let's face it, they they've bungled the whole fiend Bray Wyatt thing. In, in a poor way, and I think 
it's kind of a disservice to Bray. Bray is a fantastic worker, and I think the constant reinvention that he's trying to do is 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 a good thing too. But, but yeah, no, I think uh, I think companies working together makes a lot of sense. What do you think? They're making an extended wrestling universe. They figured it worked for Marvel. <laughs> but what do you think about my my analogy of it? It kind of feels like the old territory days. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not wrong that WWE has operated in a vacuum for a long time. 20 years, uh, about 18, 19 years, yeah. The fact that part of the alternative to that is a reality that other companies exist and things go back and forth, it feels, if not even the territory days, it even feels like WCW slash WWE days where big names jumped back and forth and you knew who they were and they acknowledged who they were. Like, oh, what are they doing here? Not, not, right. here's this brand new person nobody has ever heard of before they joined our company i I think it's a good idea to move into my next subject so sting sting also showed up on this week's episode of aew dynamite in in grand sting fashion and i think it was a great moment just to see it uh so to break it down sting ended up saving cody rhodes darby allen dustin rhodes and arn anderson from a beatdown from team taz taz's um faction that has uh, Will Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, uh, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks. So Sting just shows up and does this really cool thing where he's staring down each each of the guys that he saved, essentially, until he gets to Darby Allen, who stands up and actually stares him down, where, whereas everyone else either cowed away or didn't react to him. But Darby Allen's like, boom, okay, what, what are you doing? But it was such a really cool moment to see, and... The the news coming out of this is that Sting has agreed and signed a multi-year full-time role with All Elite Wrestling. I think it's great. I think I think the idea is that he's he may be doing like a mentor role to Darby Allen, who has who a lot of people have made comparisons. He's, he's kind of like the Sting of AEW. He's got the whole enigmatic uh, uh, persona. He's well received by the fans. I love Darby Allen. He's 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 a hell of a worker. Well, he's got bills to pay and a neck to watch. <laughs> Not to be cynical, but like I mean, it was cool. I watched it. I liked it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like you know, I was looking at that ring, and there sure were a lot of old dudes in that ring for this like all elite new wrestling. So I don't know. It, it's uh, I just hope they don't swing don't don't end up swinging too far into the WCW vibes of like leaning too much on the old talent. I, and they really haven't. Um, I mean, in, in this instance, when it comes to, to old school talent, now, they do have Arn Anderson, Jake Roberts, and Tolly Blanchard. They're all managerial, though. They're all managers at this mm-hmm. point. Which is a, a better role for guys like that to be in. Right, right. Yes. And, I mean, hell, you know, Jake Roberts still gets on the mic, and he can still cut a hell of a promo. It's awesome. As long as they're not throwing title belts on him. No, no, they're not. They have not slapped titles on any of them. Um, the only person that they did, and it was only for a couple of weeks, was Luke Harper Brody well, Lee. Well, Jer- Jericho. But Jericho started to help start the, the, the organization as well. And he didn't hold the title for very long. He held it for maybe three months, I'm going to say, something like that. And then Moxley took it off of him. Now, you could say that about Moxley, but Moxley's carried it a lot better than anyone else I've seen holding a world title in recent years. And he just dropped the title to Kenny Omega. After 277 Well, days. I can see where Moxley deserves it, aside from just his being a name. And, you know, Matt Hardy's not that old. But I, I just don't want to see the the geriatric guys. You know, I don't want to see Arn Anderson and Sting walking around with a world title. 
So, yeah. so you're more you're more concerned about the old old the, the guys who should who have no reason to be in the ring doing bumps. Well, well, yeah. I mean that that is the problem. Uh, both the TNA and with old WCW was they would get these guys who used to be a big deal, used to be a big name, and then put a belt on them to hire them. You know, Hogan. Oh God! Well, H- Hogan's just a politic even, machine. That's, even that's, Angle. Mm-hmm. Sting okay. at the time was starting to get. I mean, he was. When Sting was championed in uh, TNA, it wasn't that big a deal because he was still fairly young, but you were getting there. The whole main event mafia thing was basically just old dudes who shouldn't have a belt getting belts. Right, and I agree. I don't. I don't like that idea either. I like what they have done so far that that they've given these guys prominent positions as managers. Even Dustin Rhodes, who's I don't know if you've seen any of his matches in the AEW. He looks fantastic, actually. Well, and if he can do it, great, you know. But I think at 52, again, you need to maybe start thinking. Of, I, I wouldn't want to see him do a title run. I don't think they have designs on it. If they do, it might just be a token thing or transitionary thing, but nothing more than that. And I don't think Dustin Rhodes needs I don't think he does either, and I, that's my point. Let's go ahead and get into our review for this week. This week, we are just going to do a solo episode, just one. We're going to be talking about episode nine of Gungrave, which is titled Dispute. And I do believe it is Bill's week, if I am correct. I sure hope so, because I have notes. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's, well, I'm glad someone does, because uh, I definitely do not have notes on this episode. So I only have, I only have notes for the uh, voice actors. There you go. Uh, hey, Bill. Hi. Take us on a little jaunt. You guys ever notice a lot of these episodes start with funerals? It's almost like a lot of people die in this anime. <laughs> It's like it's a mafia story. People die, and, they, and apparently they care that they die. That's good. That they're, they're family, Bill. Yes. No, that's, that's not the name of this episode. That's a different one. Yeah, we, we already went to that. That was last oh, week's yeah, that's episode. Right. Well, this is Sid's funeral this time. Oh, Sid. Yeah, we get a nice little reminder of what happened to him. Yep. Daddy! And uh, Sherry isn't sad, because no one can ever talk bad about him again. I think he'd probably prefer a few people talk bad and not be shot in the head, but, you know, that's me. <laughs> she's quite the optimist about it. Yeah, she really is. Okay, she's a 12-year-old. What do you expect? I don't know. You kind of get the idea that she'd be a lot more upset how she, the way she talked so glowingly about him in the last episode. True. True. But at the same time, though, you know, the way that she, even the way she's acting right now and saying, oh, no one will ever speak badly of him ever again because he's dead. That's that's an attitude a, a 12-year-old who has yet to realize her father is a mobster and a hitman um, would well, say. We'll get there. Or she has realized it a long time ago, and she's hard as nails already. She's uh, she's she's Billy Pilgriming this shit, just so it goes. <laughs> so it goes. Well, she ain't a dumbass, that's for certain. So Bear and Brandon are hanging out in the back. Um, Bear says that he says all of his good advice he needed in promising that nobody would know Sid was a traitor. And he tells Brandon that, you know, you shouldn't take on so many nasty chores, uh, at least not willingly, and be a little more relaxed and free, uh, which is something that Brandon just can't even comprehend. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting that, that you know, Brandon is, is, is the dutiful one. His goals are always that of who he protects and who he has loyalty to. Nothing Nothing beyond that, whereas, of course, Harry's is all about Doing, be, becoming free no matter what. The freest freer that ever freed. <laughs> yes. Free bird. Harry, of course, is only worried about that. We cut right to them in the car where he's all like, 
hey, this is us climbing the ladder. Ha ha. Let's, inf- <laughs> let's force the code of iron, he says. Well, to be fair, remember from last episode, this is all Harry's fault. Yeah. He's the one who put in all the tips to what happened. Well, this could have potentially been swept under in some way, potentially. It wasn't all Harry's fault. I mean, the kid, well, the kid pulled some stupid shit. He did the nudge. He definitely nudged it. Right. True. I mean, it, it was Harry's doing. We cut to some guards that are discussing guards in front of, like, a desert prison right monolith yeah what the fuck is this it's a prison it's a supermax privately owned prison it's that you know it's a shit it's that hole from batman the dark knight rises (laughs) (laughs) i was right and and the most and the most anime fucking character comes out of this shit yeah oh yeah the most anime looking guy ever in this series yeah this is a an uber anime dude Mm -hmm. and apparently he has killed what did they say? 327 people? As of right now. Yep. Because yep. one of the guards says, like, he s- says something about that. He's like, you want to be t- 328? Yep. And I'm like, oh, this dude's badass. Uh, apparently, his grand total for this killing has been eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is... um, A light punishment? <laughs> very light. Very light. Hold on. Talking about mafia, guys. So, yes. Even though I don't think there has ever been a single person... In recorded history, who has killed nearly 330 people. That's a year per 40 people. He did a month for every three people he killed. Yeah. That's like 10 days a person. Yeah. I would I would probably take advantage if if I just had to go to prison for 10 days for every person I killed. Hey, Bill, uh, who is this guy anyway? This dude's name is apparently Blood War. Hey, Josh. Yeah. So, Blood War, he's voiced by Jameson K. Price, but he's credited in this as Taylor Henry, which as far as screen names goes, I don't like that. That just doesn't, does not flow. I mean, Jameson K. Price sounds so name? much better. <laughs> yeah. He's got to put like a couple <laughs> X's in front and behind. <laughs> XX's, uh, 420 at the end. <laughs> XX Veramon, 420XX. <laughs> Well, no, no, I'm, I'm thinking more Talladega Knights. He, he has two first names. That is so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like a Ricky Bobby right there. Ah, uh, Ricky Bobby. And we find out, though, that the his organization has had a very prosperous eight years because of what he's done. I would hope so. You killed 327 people. I hope that that has, has done something for your mafia organization. <laughs> If nothing else than fucking repute, holy God. Oh, yeah, you want to join Volcano? They killed at least 327 people openly, you know? And takes him about 45 seconds in the car before he begs to get his gun back. Oh, yeah, this gun is sweet. It's a carved silver revolver. It's got, like, runes on it and shit. Did you guys have a moment where you thought he he might start filleting the gun? I mean, the way he's acting with it. Whoa. Well. No, but no, but doesn't he, like, cross swords or yeah, cross, cross he touches, with, like, touches tips, later? yeah. Touch yeah, there's yeah. a there's a dude on, there is a dude on the road holding a holding a gun himself. I did I did just pause though, uh, and he is like stroking the gun. But anyway, yeah, he, yeah. he gets a little weird about it. Yeah, I, I was like, oh man, he might fillet that thing or lick it or something. I mean, <laughs> I want to feel the runes on my tongue. <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, he walks up and and they immediately touch tips. <laughs> so we um, love it so much, and uh, they hug for. A very long time. Yes. It's a it's an awkward sibling hug. 
hug. It's another it, it, uh, No, it's it's another it's another intimate hug. It, There's a lot of intimate man hugs uh, in this yeah, anime. Okay, That's, okay. That would, goes back to my original me. thought. There's a lot of intimate pairings in this anime that I'm not sure. The series writer, maybe he was trying to communicate something to us. I, I that's kind of been my thesis since the start. Be gay, be gay. No, they hug real deeply. That's not the part in question. The part of it in question is when they get done hugging very deeply, then they stand there with their arms around each other's waists while they talk. Yeah, but then they go to the strip club. Right. But then they go right. to the strip club. Now, now the other to man... prove like. No homo. <laughs> yeah. Now, the other man is Canon Vulcan. He's voiced by Kim Strauss, but he's credited as Kurt Strauss. <laughs> and he's faster than a bullet. <laughs> faster than a bullet, yeah. Which seems kind of mean. Yeah, I, I just I just don't know what to think about, about either of these credits. <laughs> I guess that's why all they did was hug. He spent eight years in prison, and he wants to prove that he's a man. And they hug, and he goes, Ugh! Faster than a bullet. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's get to the weird necromancy shit. Yeah, we're not quite there yet. Okay. Oh, by the way, Bill, I've I have a theory as to why some of the names are so weird. You 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 mentioned it at least off off recording that you're like these these names. They're, They're bad. So it's a mafia story. So what's one of the more stereotypical things about a mobster that you would get? Pasta. Nip, nicknames, you know, <laughs> jo- Joey, Joey Two Thumbs or or Clamps or you know. Clamps, give him the Clamps. Johnny Tight Lips. I don't remember. So, so why? Yeah, exactly. So Johnny Tight what? Johnny they may have just Johnny Tight Lips. Oh, okay. As a Simpsons reference, you don't get. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they must have just leaned into it and said, "Oh no, that's just how their names are in this world." Is is you know you're in the ma- you're in a mafia world, so your your name's gonna have a gonna be a mafia nickname, but that's your legal name. So yeah, Vulcan tells Blood War that Lightning, again, these names are are on the ropes, uh, thanks to Millennium. Mm-hmm. Um, Gee, I wonder, I wonder how that happened. And he hires Blood War. Uh, on by showing him a dead dog that turns into a monster and grows trails and fires them out of a window. Yeah! This fucking necromancer shit. Kind of went all marrow on us there, you know? Oh, this was so cool. I was thinking Simon showed up and stuck his little nickels in the dog's butt. Oh, no! No, no, no. No. What I I love about this is that Blood War... Like, this almost is, like, too much for Blood War because Blood War is, like... What's with the dog? You run in a pet shop? And he's like, no, nah, the dog is dead. And he's like, what? Oh, he's <laughs> Why do you have a dead dog? Wait, wait. No, no, no. He is running a pet shop. A pet shop of, of horrors. Yeah. Uh-huh. Such a good series. Oh, my God. So, such a good OVA. We should review that someday. Maybe one day. With the really bad gay stereotype. Oh. That's all anime. Yeah. Uh, fair Most enough. anime. Fair enough. Well, this gives Blood War a giant chubby because he wants to use this to fight a war with the whole world. Yeah, he's basically like, yo, those chumps at Millennium will have bullets and people. We'll just have zombies. monsters. <laughs> yeah, zombies. Or dogs and zombies and shit. Oh, <laughs> more on more on that in a little bit. Like that scene is crazy coming up. And from this dark, crazy scene, oh, good, we get more fishing. I am. I'm okay with this. I really, actually, am very much digging these like Jeff's- country fishing scenes. <laughs> the quiet. <laughs> Tranquil. Well, yeah, we just saw a monstrosity. I think we all need a, a palate cleanser here. 
And I just love, I love this scene for so many reasons coming up because like Big Daddy is so, like he's so old school, like, and he's in charge of this organization that's like at the top, but like you can tell like he's way out of his element here. Like, yeah, like his, he's too idealistic for the people that he's trying to like feud with on the inside and the outside. And and, and even as even the people he's trying to rule over. I feel bad for him. He has nothing but optimism and hope for everyone. Well, he even claims that that Brandon and Harry are going to create a better world. Well, I think he sees he sees the positive that is in Brandon, and I think that does exist within Brandon. I think Brandon generally, aside from the fact that he's been become the strained killer, is a good person. Oh yes, like like I Brandon, just, uh, yeah. And it's already been brought up that he's you know, and he even bring, brings it up in the conversation. But Bear brings it up that Brandon is most like Big Daddy. And we get the we get to that in this conversation because uh, we actually do, yeah. Big Daddy call claims uh, Brandon's really awkward, and Brandon's <laughs> like this. takes so one good. to no one because somebody <laughs> Brandon's so good with the digs lately. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, somebody claimed that about you and about me. So yeah, mm-hmm. it is it is a good again the the dynamic between Big Daddy and Brandon just really perfectly displayed here in this in this quiet moment. And helps reaffirm the shared ideals that they have. And then from one old man pastime to the other, uh, we're on a golf course now. <laughs> yeah, we got an old guy trumping it. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> they that's not that's, that's not that that is not this kind of anime. Yeah, but he should be working. But he's actually at a golf course. He's trumping it. Oh, I think because nobody was peeing on him. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, oh no, no, we can't review that. We would, we would never get any any sub- uh, subscribers or get the wrong kind of subscribers. We get a different type of subscriber. We, base. we don't watch that kind of anime. Who's this? We <laughs> carry on, Bill. Carry the, on. the collective carry we on. don't. <laughs> oh no! Don't say the collective we. Don't say the collective we. <laughs> the two out of three we in Gross. here. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, collective uh... we two. Out of three. <laughs> Do you, do you guys help sh- shake each other out at, at the end? Oh, good lord. Hey, Bill. Yes. So what's going on with this old man and blood war? Um, and this, this this lady who is definitely being belittled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. She's an object. I uh, didn't even bother writing her into the into the thing because she doesn't really This matter. is a, a, yet another reason why I'm saying he's trumping it. Mm-hmm. He did, grabs her by the old uh, the the little flagpole. Yep. <laughs> and as soon as he sees blood war walk up, he's just like, no more golf. <laughs> um, I don't know if he shut the whole course down or <laughs> I have no idea if it, he just decided the original owners were part of the 327th if, if you if it's just for him he's being awful extra about it he is the head of a, a mafia organization either way he offers blood war anything oh my and the only thing blood or blood war wants is for him and his crew to uh, get out of volcano that doesn't go over well I mean no at least, at least well, at first. I mean, it goes over as well as you can imagine. Yeah, and he says it's all about finding his next battlefield. This guy's he, big he, and beautiful. He just, he just, he just looks at looks at at the boss. He goes, "Boss, I want to kill. I want to kill. You have nobody kill. for me to kill, and I want to kill. Kill. Please tell me either of you have heard uh, Alice's Restaurant. I've heard of it. I don't know that I know it, know it, but I've I've heard the song. I mean, not heard. I've heard of the song. I actually like the song. It, it, yeah, it's it's a part of the song. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so his 
we cut over to the warehouse or hangout or whatever it is. And uh, Blood Wars men are pretty uh, incredulous that they're going to leave Volcano to join Light. What, what, what about our uh, 405Ks? Or 401 405Ks. 405Ks. What about our 401Ks? It reminds me of that scene. Remember that scene from uh, Frisky Dingo when... Uh, when Xander Cruz had to get, give up the exticles, and they like, were talking about their, yeah. their health insurance. <laughs> yeah, about their health insurance. Can we get Cobra? You mean the little dolls? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was thinking, you know, two of them were sitting there, like, damn it, I was two days from retirement. I have to get my pension. <laughs> well, a guy in here's kind of like that ish, like a we similar get, situation. We get there. Yeah. Blood War tr- tells his his guys about his brosing process, in again, probably the most Trump way possible. It's incredible and totally awesome. The most amazing thing I've ever seen. Guaranteed it'll blow your mind. Can we talk about his, like, cadence and the way that he talks? And, like, like this dude is crazy, and I love he's it. He's a cult leader. He's, <laughs> he's over the he's top. Like, just the way leader. he describes things. Like, the scene between him and Harry and and, uh, and Brandon. Oh, I, I think love it's that this episode. Lo- yes, it's like, in that episode. He's just so, he's just such an angry man, and I love I, it. <laughs> oh, man, it's great stuff. It's irrationally angry. Yeah, so strangely good. angry. I love it. Yeah, strangely angry is the best way to describe. Strangely Blood angry. Wow, that actually is a good title right there too. It, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, yeah, we get the one guy who is worried that you know we're going to join up with lightning. You know, we're the volcano. Everybody's cool. If we join lightning. We're millennials. We're millennials' enemy. We really want that. Mm-hmm. And Bloodward hands him a gun and tells him to shoot him if he doesn't like it. <laughs> And one of the guys, so, yeah, yeah, the other guys, guys are like, "Hey, it's no big deal. He's just nervous. He's a new father." <laughs> this is so good. It sounds it's so twisted, oh. but I love it. He's just like, "Hey, dude, trying to trying to like appeal to his sympathy, right? Yeah, like, to his look, he's he's been he's he's had some late nights with the kid, and so like he just picks up the fucking gun and shoots this yeah. dude, and then says, "Tell his kid his papa had no balls." Yeah, I know. It's just like, jeez, man. Oh my god, it's so Which, good. At the very That's least, so good. at the very least, though, demonstrates a misunderstanding of anatomy. <laughs> yes, yes, this is accurate. Well, and then, and then as soon as that, as soon as the guy is dropped, then they're all like, "I'm gonna follow the big guy." Everybody, yeah, they just fall right in line. That's one of the things I like to point out is how they, how the rest of the Blood Wars guys refer to him. They refer to him as the big guy. Big guy. Yeah. Big guy. They do. Like, did Vince McMahon write this? Big guy. And I can't, I cannot figure out if his gang is supposed to be super inclusive or if it's full of offensive stereotypes. Yes. <laughs> I had the same thought. Go ahead, Bill. I had the same yeah, thought about this. Because they're all of different, uh, different ethnicities. ethnicities. There's one particular black man who's speaking with a Latino accent and like. Yeah. I don't, all of them have afros. A lot of them have afros. Yeah. I don't know if this is, like, really offensive. Like, these are all criminals, and that's what criminals look like. Especially American. Or if that's, like, hey, we want to write him with a gang that's very inclusive, because we don't want just all white people. Or are we yeah, looking at this as set in still the, like, like their version of the 1970s or 1980s? I, I don't know. I really don't. I don't know if this is a... A, a good, bad, or neutral thing. Yeah, because then I started thinking about Blood War, and I'm like, so Blood War isn't white, I don't think. He's like, multiracial. So what is, what is he? He really is. Like, is he like Japanese? Is he like like what? what I don't know what he what like what I don't know. Well, he has, but yeah, I, I had that same thought, Bill, as I was watching the scene. He has distinctive Asian 
feature spelled A-I-J-J-I-N? Yes. Yes. Who plays Blood War in the live action movie? I don't know. Ron Perlman. Fucking Ron Perlman for everything with you. See, I was going to say Batista. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Batista would rock this role. Oh, God, yes. Damn. He'd be so good at it. Damn. He, I'll just give him one of those block up wins. I, I, I like it. Ron Perlman. I think he's he's horribly underrated, and I think he looks great. <laughs> I was going to say, I think someone's got a hard on for, for Ron Perlman, which is fine. It's totally dude, fine. Dude, I was big into Ron Perlman before anyone else was big into Ron Perlman. I used to watch Beauty and the Beast in the 1980s. And just whack off him and to Linda it. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> and just, and just whack his little pud. His little child pud. Anywho, let's move on, shall we? Oh, God. Um, I can't do it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> my my cheeks are too chubby. <laughs> Watch oh, that chubby. Fucking hell. Oh, I can't boy. get a good purchase with my beard. My beard is actually re- preventing me from getting a good hold on my cheeks. <laughs> There's an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Brandon and Bear are watching some new recruits of a shooting range. The same one that I think he and uh, Boongie were at that yep, one time. I think it's their only shooting range. <laughs> and uh, Bear gives Brandon the okay to pick out and train three of them um, to become his true grave unit. And I'm sure they'll all end up being extremely well-developed characters that won't just get shot up, probably, by a group of undead soldiers. Nah, that would never happen. Or or wiped out by Boongie or something like that. Speaking of Boongie. Yeah! Boongie! Boongie. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in for Bear. Um, to bring him to an executive meeting. And fucking Randy. Um, Randy, shut the fuck Randy. up. Is reporting on the lightning stuff that we already fucking know, Randy. Yeah, but not these other suits. They don't know. Yeah, it. but they could do right. this off camera. Right. We fucking know this, Randy. These lame ass suits. No, this is, see, this is <laughs> I, kind of important, though, because it sets up well, so the brand. Well, they, and... they, call, they call back to essentially what, what Harry had done to lightning. You know, they said four years ago, but I thought it was five years ago. I don't know. Five years later, four yeah. years later, seven years later. Somebody just doesn't get Well, he could have done right. that in five years, and then the rest of the year was them taking care of Lightning. Like, entirely. Go. Fair enough. But what I'm saying, I, I, I just think that they're just alluding to the fact that Harry, you know, killed so many members of, of, the, uh, um, of Lightning when they tried to kill Big Daddy with the worst assassin ever. Well, that was the first mm-hmm. attempt. But you know that you could have had a year long mafia war, wipe wipe right, them out, and then in about four years since they've been no problem. Fair I enough. mean, we did see that mon that really shaky montage that like kind of fast forwarded stuff. Yeah. So like they could have been within they, that they time. They might have they might have you know started chipping away at their okay no no it makes sense and that's that, it. They, that they chipped away at at their power base and they think that they Can think we... lightning is just nothing. Um, but then once they said that volcano is involved, uh, they they use a euphemism of. Guys from the other side of the mountain. Uh, that's when everybody gets concerned and confused. I like this scene visually. Uh, I wanted to at least mention because one one of those one of those things one of the things that we see is that like this anime does a really good job of showing differences of like aging, and I feel like certain characters are like aging into like completely different looks. Harry's got some Harry especially going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I think it's a, a small little detail. Like they they're doing a really good job of like visually showing, you know, the the passing of time and such. Especially when it comes to Brandon and Harry, they they really do yeah. help 
create that. Um, well, Brandon, Harry, Bob, and Lee specifically. Yeah. Uh, you see it a little bit with Bungie, but maybe maybe the the fact that he appears to be fifteen years old is accurate because he just hardly ages even throughout the rest of the series. Right. So maybe maybe it's maybe now that we're thinking now that I'm thinking about it that 15 years of age thing just shows that he looks inherently young for his age. Mm-hmm. Well, we we get our answers uh to what's going on here pretty pretty quickly because blood of the battlefield blood war. He's left volcano and jumped to lightning. You know, just that 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 phrase right there blood of the battlefield blood war sounds like a an iced earth uh, album title. <laughs> it does sound like that for sure. It sounds like an a album and a song from the album. Right, blood, of, right. blood of the battlefield from Blood War from Ice but, Earth. Yeah, it's either <laughs> Ice Earth or Mastodon. I could see them making that making that a, an album and, and a single yeah. from the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Harry volunteers himself and Brandon, and nobody's super happy about these young punks wanting to be the ones to take, take care of it. But Bear's cool with it. Yeah, Bear Bear signs off on it. Okay, so the question is, why are the old guard getting pissy o- over the fact that Brand or that Harry wants to take on probably the most dangerous task that the organization has seen in recent memory? Mike, because if he's successful, then he oversteps them, and if he fails, that makes them look weak. Clearly, I'm not po- politically minded because I can't think, of, <laughs> I can't see past the whole. Why are you pissed off about it? Let the. Uh, but then again, too, they would have the excuse of, okay, well. He fails to go, well, the young guy fucked up. Now it's, you know, doing this. So now we got to, now we can make us look better because he fucked up. You see in Bear, Bear goes in, he kills him right away. Nobody bats an eye one way or the other. Right, right. Uh, you see these young guys in, um, like like we said, they either succeed and things go topsy-turvy or they fail and things go topsy-turvy. Mm-hmm. It's a lose-lose proposition for, for the old guys. Okay. Yep. Okay. Except for Bear, yep. who's like, I believed in them. Yes. Because Bear can already see the writing on the wall when it comes to Harry. He's not an idiot. Well, he can also see the ability in Brandon. Break hard. Got <laughs> <laughs> every fucking time. <laughs> Happy Holidays. Welcome to The Break Card. My name is Andy, and you are listening to yet another episode of Tuning Japanese. This season, we're reviewing Gungrave and having an absolutely wonderful time, and I hope that you are enjoying it as well. If you want to let us know how we're doing, give us some feedback, give us a rating and a review, you can head over to Apple Podcasts, to Stitcher, to Google Play, to Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to our episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review if they allow that on their system. If you want to tell us directly how we're doing, you can shoot us an email. You can find that at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. You can head over to facebook.com slash tuningjapanese or at tuningjapanese on Twitter. And we'd love to hear from you folks. like to hear the feedback and what we can do better as we move on into 2021 is the new territory. I'm very excited to move into a new year to see what it has in store for us. It has to be better, right? Like, (laughs) there's no other choice at this point, right? 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 If you want to support us in a monetary way, you can head over to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese where you can get all kinds of bonus content, episodes, physical rewards, all kinds of stuff. Once again, that's patreon.com slash tuning Japanese. 
Looking ahead, we're releasing this a little later than we had expected. I apologize. I'm going to take full blame for that. My job has literally kept me working every waking moment of my life these last three weeks. So aside from recording, there was really no time to edit, and I'm the one who does all the editing for the show, so I apologize for not getting out a new episode this week. Looking ahead, we're going to release our yearly holiday episode. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like with quarantine. It's not going to be one big group of us together. We'll probably just drop some gifts off to one another, do a remote thing. I might bring Thurk in for that one if I can wrangle him in, so that way we can uh, do the gift giving. And then we're going to do a little uh, a little game that I'm very excited for that I'm borrowing a little bit from a different podcast, the basic idea of. Uh, and then over this, these next couple weeks, too, we're going to try to record a few more episodes, get those into the can, and maybe start editing them, editing them while I have some time to do so without a whole ton of work for my job right now. Um, we're also going to be recording a brand new bonus episode very soon that's going to add or be more of what we do on the holiday bonus episode. So I'm looking forward to some of the things coming up. We probably will not have a regular episode review release until 2021 to give ourselves a little bit of time to hopefully get caught up and give you the time to hopefully just uh, spend some time with those that you love and hopefully have a wonderful holiday. I would like to end with one more thank you. I know I say it a lot on here. The fact that anyone is listening to this show just completely floors me. And, you know, we may not be one of the most popular podcasts out there by any means, but those of you who are sticking around and find some level of happiness or joy from any of the content that we create, that means a lot. And I want to thank you, and I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, and I can speak from our, my co-hosts as well, we hope that all of you are doing well. We hope that all of you are finding happiness and let's just make 2021, hopefully, to the best of our ability, a more positive year than 2020 was. So thank you once again. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day, a wonderful holiday. And we'll see you back in this episode and then again on our holiday episode pretty soon. So take care. We've returned. Was that, Bill, was that a natural enough spot? <laughs> that was a natural spot. Thank you, Bill. Hey, regale us a little bit on uh, the rest of this uh, episode, will you? We don't come back from the break card because there isn't a break card in the show. Well, we but came back from we the break back. card. We came back from card. our break card. I, I, paused, I paused Funimation and took a leak. <laughs> yes. And when I came back. Blood War is also taking a break. Uh, actually, before that even. Oh. Open up on uh, Big Daddy and the head of Volcano. Oh, I forgot about this scene. They're talking. Oh, yeah. They're the talking this call. out and uh, why this guy's coming after him, why they let him. And the Volcano head basically just said, "Hey, he has to be released. I released him. He can do what he wants, but it's not me doing it." And Big Daddy goes, "That's fine as long as you understand. I'm gonna do what I got to do." I will kill him, and then he like he, he starts for a second like maybe if I get to. No, no, I can't. In other words, the, the the head of Volcano is like, I can talk him. No, I can't talk him down. This is Blood War we're talking about. He's nuts. Well, not only that, but it's like, why bother? Right. And again, it's a political thing. If I try to talk Blood War down and I fail, I look like I look bad and I succeed. Then I just wind up right where I was and I owe, him a fa I owe Blood War a favor. 
and he's probably going to start more shit somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, nah, go ahead, do what you can, do what you gotta do. Uh, that's when we come out to uh, Vulcan Cannon and Blood War, um, hanging out. I, I sure looks like a, like the back room of another strip club. It, we just get a bar, but it's like, like all it's all posh bar, and curtained yeah. off and shit. I, I like the name of the bar though, Bar Crystal, not Crystal Bar, but Bar Crystal. Yes, that's a, that's a fancy glasses they use in that place. No, the bar is made of crystal. It's that fancy. So they're just hanging out and shooting the shit. You know, that's when Vulcan tells that he the the leader of Lightning died, and we had a good funeral for him. And Blood War knows exactly what that means. Oh, you like, killed. Oh, him. you killed your boss. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you say in so? the middle of a club. Yes, they're in the VIP room. I get it, but at the same time, you are stupid. They probably own this place. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Maybe, but but still, I just just seems like the stu- stupidest thing in the world to just bla- brazenly say it in public. Oh, so you killed him? Well, you're not wrong because the security's not great here. So this is right. <laughs> no, this is right when some complimentary drinks and Harry both show up. So wait, <laughs> fucking Harry's just there. Wait a minute. So Harry's a complimentary drink? I said oh. complimentary drinks and Harry and uh, he. What would, he sends a waiter in uh, with a couple mind. of drinks and then immediately like, oh, hey, I sent you these. That means I get to hang out here, right? Hey, we're buddies now. We like each other. He's, I love how I love how Harry just can roll into any place, like at any time. Yeah, like he owns it. And looks so comfortable doing yep. it. Yeah. And although the martini is extra strong, Blood <laughs> War hates it. This is so good. And he Be- says, so good. because it tastes like Josh, you want to take it away? No, you do it. You do it. I think I think you'll you say it better. It tastes like pig piss from a big fat pig from a <laughs> big fat organization. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. It's a dumb line. Oh, it's it, a it really is. Te- it's, it's a terrible line, this, but it's great. This is pure macho bro dude shit right here. Or just total. Not maniac. even that. It's just. It's just bad writing too, and I love or, it. Or the guy is just out of his it. mind so bad I that love he just it so much. No, says seriously things. though, and Andy, this is like the stuff you would hear backstage at an SCW show. Oh, sure, uttered, yeah, uttered sure. by the guys with a hundred percent conviction and honesty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Every once in a while, I saw a dog. Like, like this is a Keith Walker line, purely. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, I saw a dong. It's fine. There's an blue title. Um, so Harry goes on and says that, uh, look, you guys are just a couple of flies. And you're in Millennium's face. And I know you're just flies and all, but uh, I'm going to find out why the flies are around. Also, congratulations. Yeah, also congratulations. Great job. Great, great job getting out of prison. Great job of killing your, I mean, succeeding your boss. And... Blood War gets ready to just kill Harry and be done with it until he notices Brandon at the bar with a gun trained on. This is my favorite moment of the entire episode. This is some cool ass and, shit. And I don't know. Calms right the fuck down, and, and uh-huh. that is so scary. Good. Well, well, and just think of of how cool Brandon plays it. Right? Yeah, Blood War is about to go for his gun, and he noticed, and and wasn't even a sound was made or anything like that. He just notices Brandon at the bar holding a drink. Yep. And he just rattles the drink just a little bit. And then he looks down and he sees that Brandon's got, got, got his gun trained on him. Side arm, opposite arm even, which would be a difficult shot. 
And just that cold, unflinching gaze that he gives Bloodborne. Yep. I mean, damn, that is great. I it, That gives me chills looking at it. Thinking about it gives me chills. That was probably the, the scene of the episode, really. It, it really is. Harry's like, hey, I want some answers. What are you guys doing hiring all these uh, nobodies? <laughs> Vulcan just tries to play it off. Hey, we just need some manpower. No big deal. We're small. Just, just got to protect what's ours. And once Harry is gone, Vulcan, he says he's pretty unhappy about Harry there watching him. Blood War tells him then, hey, no, that guy is the one to be scared of. Not only that, but he got that close and, and that ready, and I didn't even notice him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But we find out in the in later episodes that he kind of likes our hot boy. Then we cut to, like, a Mad Max scene where Blood <laughs> War is standing on the roof of, or on the hood of a car. This is my favorite scene from the episode. Holy fuck. Screaming out about his men vowing their loyalty. And their lives. He's taking control of their hearts and their souls. And that's when he starts gunning them down. This was fucking brutal. I, holy shit, I don't even know what to say about this scene. I know it's, I know what to say about the scene. He just upped his body count to 351. <laughs> oh my god. No, it's it's a scary scene, but like, it's powerful. It's, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Also, who, who's also viewing this besides, you know, Ken and Vulcan? Yes, but who else is there? Us. No. Yes, we did. Doctor, Doctor Tokioka, <laughs> the collective crowd. Yeah, we've I mean, we've not even oh, touched yeah. on that. This is all Doctor Tokioka, the 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 necro dog, the new fresh bodies. Tokioka is there. This is Tokioka's baby. This is what this is what Lad did. Yes, he took Tokioka to lightning. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we see Tokioka when they walk in there for the dog for sure. And yeah. yes, he's in the background as Blood War is just shooting his men in the heart one by one. He killed 23 people, by the way. I counted. Yeah, 23 people, plus the other guy. So he's killed 24 people uh, since That's he got insane. out of prison. So how many so, shots did he, did you hear? I did not uh, I just, I, I just paused. I just paused a little, a little and bit he, the dead And bodies. he counted the dead bodies. I counted so you count the you gunshots know? and you see how, how much of a, uh, you know, did he get a couple double kills or? <laughs> he would have had to, did he? He was, he was using two six uh, shooters, right? Yeah. He yeah didn't, without reloading. We didn't see him reload. <laughs> You didn't need to count them. They said it the previous scene. He said Blood War and no, his 23 other associates are now with Lightning. No, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I don't know. I'm staring at a reflection of Lee in the water right now. Yep. We do cut. What? It's really beautiful. Lee? What's Lee doing yeah. there? We'll yep. find out. Elsewhere, Cannon <laughs> talks to Ballad Bird Lee about what it means that he's joined with Blood War. Dun dun dun. And we and we end with Lee just going, Canon, Vulcan. Yeah, it wasn't much to it. It was just sort of all like yeah. atmospheric and moody and I, I don't it's it's set up. It's a, Eternal a lot Lord, of setup. Yeah. Oh, oh, the one thing I, I wanted to point out a few scenes back is the one thing that bothers me dub wise is when Randy shut the fuck up says Bear Walkin. It's like, man, you could have, you, this is the best you could do with the flaps that you got was to just say bear and then pause walking. Like it was like a, it was like a, sometimes you just do the best you can with the flaps you have. I mean, I I get it, but still, it's like, all right, it was jarring. On that note, I feel like it's time to talk about (laughs) it. Thanks, Bill. Let's talk about, uh, 
you get some flaps, you got to use them. I mean, especially in 2003. Don't look a don't look a gift horse in the mouth in the flaps. Bill, how you like this episode? It was pretty good, actually. Uh, aside from his stupid name, Blood War is a pretty good character. Oh, I love his name. I love him. I love it oh, so much. Uh, you get to know who he is and what he's about. And he's uh he's a little scary. Just a little though. Just a little. It's got a couple very good scenes. Not too much politicking, a little bit, but normal for this show. So, yeah, I think it's a good episode. I agree. I think there's definitely an element of uh, uh, just 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 the the craziness of Blood War as a character. He he feels like a Trigun villain, uh, yeah. but like kind of like a Trigun villain mixed with like, but a little more serious. Like he's got the bravado of a, of a Trigun villain, but also like the viciousness of like, I don't know, like something from like Cowboy Bebop or something. And the and the beard of a bad guy from the Hunger Games. Yes. Yeah. Oh my like, god. Like this yeah, dude, the design. So good. He's such a good design. He's such a good character. I love him. And it's a story that plays out really well over a, a number of episodes and gives us, the viewers, some answers to what we saw in episode one a little bit. Like we're starting to see where we're moving toward what happened to Brandon. You know, we got the Josh pointed out the doctors there. The idea of like as we'll see in the next couple episodes, bringing these bodies back to life. It's not really much of a spoiler. We saw it with the dog, right? And the fact that, like... At the beginning of the episode, the beginning of the series. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be proto-Orgman, proto essentially, yeah. right? And it, it's it's really, really awesome. I love this set of episodes so much. So this was a great setup episode. You know, I think it's okay. I don't think it's a terrible episode. Let me let me preface this. But as far as like this overall arc is concerned, the next few episodes, it's probably maybe the weaker of all of them. But that doesn't diminish what it's all about because it's a good setup episode. It introduces us a very compelling character in Blood War who is just absolute bonkers. <laughs> oh, fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, crazy like a fox. And I like Blood War. I think he's he's fantastic, but I mean in the overall scheme of things, there have been things about this episode there that was a little kind of forgettable. But even if you got rid of the episode, you would miss a lot of important stuff. So it's kind of a mm -hmm. it's kind of a hard it's kind of a hard thing on my end here to say it's an okay yeah. episode, but at the same time, not so much, you know? Yeah. But that scene that as I said, probably one of the best scenes in the entire anime comes from this episode which is the bar scene with with Brandon and and Blood War doing the stare down. That was just god, once again, just getting shivers. You know, it, yeah. it was so awesome. All in all though, it's okay. It's okay. Fair enough. Uh so yeah, that's episode 9. Wow, we're through 9 episodes already of Gungrave. Next time it's episode 10. It's conflict. It's Josh's episode. I cannot wait to see what happens next. Oh, this is some great stuff. Dun, dun, dun. This is some great oh, stuff. So up. good. So good. Uh, but let's get the hell out of here. Josh, get us out. Thank you again for listening to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30 resurrect some dogs and talk about anime. And once again, I I taste like piss or well, I want to say <laughs> yeah that's that's for the blooper reel that's so good. i taste like pig i, I taste like pig <laughs> i'm josh fuck it 
<laughs> My papa's got no balls. Finding dead bodies is a lot easier for me. I'm Bill. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Yeah. Tasty. Eat low pies. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baer. Tell me who you guys are loyal to. We're loyal to Blood War! Yeah, that's right. And do you all believe in Blood War? Yes, sir! Do you swear that you'd sacrifice everything for Blood War? Yes, sir! <laughs> then I, Blood War, am going to take control of your hearts and souls. <laughs> 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 the war is about to start! Wait for us, Millennium! Wait for us, Brandon Heat! <laughs> <laughs>